Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 123, 123 for... Well, yesterday, actually. March 14th, 2018. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'll explain later. Uh, this week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Oh, Ooh. cracked. I cracked that. I wasn't ready. Sexy. We're daily. That, was like a, that was like a puberty thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a change. It. Uh, Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Keith Decent, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, Brad Dudenhofer, and Paul Yakman. Okay, this is where I have to tell you this. Now, I, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but my, my wife is a Spanish teacher. She's basically bilingual. See, si. And so she listened to the podcast where we discussed whether it was Hackman or Yakman. And she said, no, I'm sorry, but, but Bill Lutz was right. It, it would be, even that. with the A, it would be pronounced more like Hackman. So Paul Jackman on Espanol would be Raul Hackman. Uh, but I always, funny. I always like to call him like, you know, like the kid. So I was thinking we should probably refer to him from now on as Raulito Hackman, which means like little Paul Jackman. Oh, we could just call him El Nino. We could, we could, we, well, we could call him uh, Nino instead of like Mister, like you know, Senor Nino, yeah. Nino Raulito Hackman. Now, O is the O is the masculine, as where A would be the feminine. Feminine, so yeah. Calling him a Nino, that would be like he's a little girl. Yeah, we could call him Nino Raulito yeah. Hackman. But he's, but he's not pretty enough to be a Nino. He's pretty, pretty. He's pretty pretty, guys. Yeah. I've slept in the same room with him. Have you? Just I like okay, how like, like different, different, passing out in the same room as someone is makes you an expert on right. their outward appearance. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, I, I saw stuff that was appearing out. I can tell you that. And anyway, moving right hey, along, so, don't Phil, want you to. Um, <laughs> we're we're sorry that we're a little late, everybody. Uh, Phil is traveling, and if it's, the audio sounds a little weird, it's because he's doing his best to uh, keep up while on the road. So it's not our normal at uh, Reclaimed Audio Studios. Sorry yeah. about that. Well, what, what have you got going on, uh, Mr. Segway? <laughs> oh, we have to do our, what we're but working oh, on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thing, but. Bill, what are, you, um, yeah. what are you working on there? So I, I'm, I'm ramping up for production. That's what I'm doing. I am, uh, I am turning a bunch of IKEA slats into neck stock. Hmm. And, oh, cool. Um, yeah, so uh, other than that, not a whole lot. It's been uh, kind of rainy, stormy here. I understand that apparently the East Coast is completely frozen uh, yep. for the third time or something like that. So I don't want to complain too much. But yeah, the weather's been eh. So I'm, I'm just trying to prepare for a production, which is a little bit different mindset than building something. I'm trying to, you know, I want to make three or four or five of something. So hopefully I won't, you know, bite off more than I can chew. <laughs> I was thinking that too, uh, but no, it's cool to it's cool to do that to experiment in that too and making things in, and that was you know when we get into the topic that's some jobs I've done in the past I've done just for that reason to to exactly. force myself to learn that way and think that way. I, I've yeah, done cool. it before. Izzy Swan is the master at it. He actually consults with businesses and he goes in. And he says, okay, let's and he helps people produce become more efficient mm. in their production. Mm -hmm. And I've I've done it before on smaller scales. So this is just a matter of a lot of thinking it through. So. Hmm. Excellent. Tim? 
Um, I, I have been doing a little bit of that as I've been gearing up to, to be making more guitars as well. Not the cool, you know, three string ones like Bill does, but you know, but, um, <laughs> fake five those, strings, yeah, yeah, six those, strings those, and four yeah. strings, but, uh, the actual real guitars, like, you know, that's a big deal or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but besides that, I've been geeking out, uh, making, <laughs> I wanted to make, uh, my own cause Phil, you put this, the seed in my brain about, mm-hmm. uh, making a Star Trek, uh, insignia. And, yes. uh, and so I did. Uh, I'll have a video coming out for that on the weekend. And then just today, when I made a simpler version of it, like a 2D instead of a 3D carve mm-hmm. um, for my Etsy store. And I actually I already listed them tonight. And um, they are, I think, better looking than the 3D carve one that I spent like hours making, like the quick <laughs> ones. They <laughs> look way better. <laughs> so, Phil, I'll send, you, I'll send you the – I mean, you could do it yourself. It's, it's pretty easy, but I'll send you my uh, my – my 2d file because i can send it to you so you can open it with your software and pick the tools Sweet. that you have and stuff um remind me to do that and I other will. than that uh yeah i've been kind of oh yeah i'm working on a, a, a whiskey cabinet uh for a guy I, i'm kind of filming that it's uh he's uh, i made one from years ago and he's one of my patreon supporters and um he asked me he's i guess he's going to scotland so he's planning on stocking up and he's like i need another cabinet we're going to need a bigger cabinet, he said. <laughs> well <played. laughs> so I'm uh, making him like a, kind of like a, not a twin to the one he has, but like a, a cousin. Is, uh, you know, I changed in the design a little bit, but, you know. Is, so, is this the video you made a long time ago? That was yeah, it was, a, it was a fairly popular one, too. It was a pallet yeah. wooden walnut. And so I'm doing it this time with um, reclaimed barn wood and steel. Nice. Uh, instead, so it's a steel box. And, uh, but I'm making it kind of look the same with the cracks and stuff, you know. Cool. Yeah. Phil, How about, why um, don't you catch us up yeah. on your life? So, so I mean, you guys already know that I'm traveling for work like crazy. Um, but also, I did something brilliant uh, by accepting this, uh, well, this production job, similar to what you're talking about, Bill. I have to make 780 pieces, um, and I have to make them by this Sunday. So I took on the job probably about five days ago. So I've been just killing myself. Any minute that I'm at home, I'm working on this, and my wife's been an amazing trooper. But basically, it's a promo item, but it's like a little stand made out of wood. It's got four um, four sort of pockets in it, 40 mil pockets that I'm doing with my drill press. Um, it's got a, a s- slot in it for, I guess, a little point-of-sale placard or whatever it is. So I'm taking 2 by 12s and I'm dimensioning them into... Uh, whatever, 10 by 2.5-inch blocks and whatever thickness that 2 by 12 already is. And I've got to do 780 of them. So, so far, I'm about a third of the way through the job. And it's been... Wow, you had some work to do. Yeah, it's a a lot. So, so yeah. But it pays good money, and I guess that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Well, it sounds like you've been doing it um, whatever spare time you have, you're gearing up to have the weekend to be able to knock it out. So you're going to have it. You're going to you're going to be ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if you can handle doing X amount just an hour at a time, and that's so hard to do to to walk in, try and do a couple hours here, a couple hours there, then when you got the whole day to do it, you should be able to finish a whole bunch of them. So I think like, so. You know, like, it's it total total hours. I've sort of I've extrapolated out. It's about thirty six hours worth of work. Okay. So and you're, about, and you're at about fifteen or ten in. I'd say twelve. Okay. Yeah, but those hours are going to get faster as you go, and especially if you like, like Bill was saying, if you have that 
dedicated time because it's like you go, you set up and do fifty of them. To do yeah. to set up and do a hundred of them isn't that much longer than doing yeah. fifty sometimes. You know what I mean? So although it's, I also in- it's invested brutal. in some better tooling. So oh yeah, uh, the slots took two passes before with my one sixteenth inch thin curf blade. So instead, I I bought an eighty dollar full curf ripping blade, so that'll go th- bring things oh, faster. Yeah, a ripping mm. blade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I also instead of the twenty dollar forty mil Forstner bit, uh, I invested in an eighty five dollar you know forty mil carbide Forstner bit. Mm. So that'll let me go faster and cleaner too with that pine. Nice. Yeah, way nice to have too. Just that's yeah. a good investment. Way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so actually that's, that's an interesting segue into the topic, which is, you know, we're going to need a bigger boat. So basically meaning biting off more than you can chew, which I certainly have. Um, but for me, it also means like you, you're, you've got a, you've gotten to a point where you need to expand your, uh, your tooling or maybe your facility, you know, like you, you got to gear up basically sort of what I get out of that topic title. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, that makes sense. Um, it's part of it. It's part of it. Yeah. It's yeah, the I mean, two I, sides of it as I see it. I, I was I was definitely picturing the you know like oh yeah sure I can make seven hundred and eighty of those I'll have them done next week and then it's for like kind of what you're in right now that's what I was picturing but that makes sense too about that starting you know if you're if you're um, your business because I mean for for me I started in my one car garage and it started doing you know it was part time and it started doing pretty well and I was like I think I want to do this full time and it was uh, I can't do it in this two hundred square foot garage. So I had to right. I had to make that plunge to where it became something that now I had overhead, you know, for the business beyond just buying stuff and um, yeah. and and then moving and, and 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 while I'm growing the business, it meant building workbenches and outfitting it and and taking the time to re you know assemble and and move everything around and uh, and it's yeah that is a that is a very big part of it for sure. Yeah, I think I think you can look at it in two ways. I mean, sometimes it's failure. Sometimes biting off more than you can chew means you took on something that. It was just too much. You tried your hardest and it didn't work. But that's also success because you learned from that. So next time around, you know, you've got that lesson learned. And it's also like you said, Phil, it's it's, it's saying, okay, I'm not sure I can do that. Now, what do I got to make happen to make it happen? So in your mm-hmm. case, you're buying better tools. You're you're setting time aside as much as you can. Yeah, it's it's it, it's it happens to all of us. You know? Right. Mm. Yeah, so what do you like, what Tim? What have you done in the past when you've you've made the you know the uh, the crazy decision like I've made to just yeah I'll do it I need the money I'll do it. Um, well, the 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 way I started this business, I did, this is even one of the ones I wrote down. But just because you're talking about that moving businesses and whatnot, I had uh, and I've mentioned this before that I had made some stuff and I was like kind of putting some stuff on Etsy here and there and. Someone's like said to me, "Can you make a dining table?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." I'd never made a full size, you know, farmhouse table before, but I was like, "I can do it." I understand the principles of it, and I made one in my garage, and uh, you know, it came out okay. And and the 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 it was a company that was interested in them for their stores, like globally, oh, like, nationally, story, yeah. yeah. And uh, they're like, "Okay, great. Can you make like eighty of them in two years?" And uh, you know, we'd be like probably like probably thirty six up front, and then it'd be like one a month for you know all this stuff. So I was like, "Wow, here it is. This is like a." you know, a substantial, like, you know, six figure job that would, could start my business. Uh, I was, mm-hmm. so I was like, let's do it. I went and I sourced the wood and, and, uh, I started looking for places to rent. I was going to have to buy like all the machinery to do it. And, uh, and then I kind of got into it and I was like, you know what? I was like, this is starting to sound too much like a real job and this is not going to make me happy. 
Uh, I don't want to make 80 dining tables and run a factory. Um, and so I ended up backing out of it. And uh, I'm looking back, I'm so glad I did. Like, uh, I would have gotten really good at making tables, but I probably would have quit woodworking by the time I was done. <laughs> so, so in a sense, you bit off more than you can chew. And but spit it you out. Also, have the option of spitting it out. That's I spit right. it out. Yeah, That's and that right. was that wasn't even what I was going to talk about, but just like you, you kind of brought it there, Phil. So now you're doing this the, these 780 pieces right now, mm-hmm. uh, and you know you're in the middle of this career transition. Uh, what were you thinking? I was thinking I'm just doing anything I possibly can. Oh, yeah, and you have an infinite, brand new infinite home, along with two other young children. Yeah, Yeah. And you've got all those saws to ship out. Don't forget that. Yeah, I haven't gotten mine yet. Yeah. uh, Actually, I I packed up Bill's because I had packaging small enough for his, but yours is a little bigger, so I got to get some packaging. (laughs) I meant the saw. I meant the saw. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Hey man, I'm, I'm editing this saw. podcast, so I'll make that sound how I want it to. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I had to get some Magnum packaging for Tim. <laughs> I'm okay some with that. We'll get that. I'm what? secure. I'm, I'm secure in my uh, sawness. Pinsky gone. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Thank God, Pinsky's gone. Oh, hey. Sorry, we're back. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, ironically, the topic of this week's show is about you know biting off more than you can chew, and apparently, uh, Mr. Pinsky is having one of those kind of weeks, and he bit off so much that he could not continue to chew on this podcast. His his laptop's dying. He's in some foreign country somewhere, or whatever. So, you know what? You got the Bill and Tim show for the rest of this podcast. But I don't remember what we were talking about from there. We were talking about. Well, I, I was going to say maybe we're talking about if anybody wants to do that whole $75 thing and be on the podcast next week without Phil, it's now, <laughs> it's now $100. I was going to say it's now 50 <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there's a discount. Okay. <laughs> um, maybe you know what we should do for the rest of this podcast since Phil isn't here is we should just tell Phil everything he needs to do to better manage his time. <laughs> Like, and so, another thing. <laughs> well, okay, well, that's a good question. Think about it. So you're you're working a full-time job. You've taken on a side job, and you're trying to host a how podcast. Do you, how do you get through it? How do you get through that when, you're, when you've got, uh, what, 10 minutes left on your battery? Of which, by yeah. the way, needs to be replaced. I'm just saying. He said 15 yeah. minutes. It was five minutes later he was gone. So Yeah, I think he needs a new battery. Yeah. yeah. So That's okay, the first so thing, so first thing you need is get a new battery for new, your new battery for your laptop. Yep. Yep. Okay. Next, um, well, no, seriously though, but I think we, I think that is the spirit of the topic, and, and it's yeah. it's ironic that that Phil is at that place right now with you know everything. But when you go like, oh, I can do that, I can do that, and then you're like halfway in, and you're like, I don't think I can do this. Can you think of a project in uh, recent history or even old history that where you've gotten uh, yourself in that situation? You know, it's funny. The salon, obviously, that was a huge kind of a last minute thing, but. I kind of knew I could do that. I, I ended up biting off more than I could chew, but it worked. Um, but in the past, here's, here's something that's different. Here's something that um, I took on a commission job for a coffee shop, and I was supposed to build them like eight or ten tables. I forget. This was a long time ago, and I did it out of reclaimed some metal. and It, it, it was simple. You've seen them in a thousand coffee shops. These yeah. Simple little square two-chair tables, right? And the only thing I didn't think about doing was 
I had the time to do it. I figured if I bust butt, I can get them knocked out. I figured out the materials I would need, the cost. I figured out hours. Everything was there for me to make a profit. This was a neat job. It could be done if I if I didn't screw around. The only thing I forgot is after I build one, then two, where they where am I going to put them? <laughs> I have no now that yeah. I built them. Yeah. I have no room in my. Do you know what I mean? So and yep. I can't leave them outside because where I was, the weather was. Uh, not that good. You know what I mean? So that's one thing to consider. It's like, you know, you think you've not bitten off more than you can chew. You find out you don't have the space to actually do the production. And production is where I'm taking a little bit of bite right now, trying to think about how I'm going to start building guitars. And um, uh, that's one of the things I'm thinking about is like, okay, well, how am I going to do this? Where am I going to put them all? I'm not going to build a hundred of them or 780 or whatever the heck he's doing. Um, mm. But I'm going to have quite a few, and that was one of the first things that came to mind. What do I do with the end product once I've made it before it goes out to the customer? Yeah, just the inventory alone, you know. Right. That is, um, ironically, one of the jobs that I had written down for this episode was uh, I made 25 matching tables for a um, an apartment complex. Okay. And they're you know reclaimed wooden steel, you know, and um, and that was you know my shop is is pretty big like i have my, my shop itself is pretty normal size but i have all this additional space and it's one of the reasons i i you know i took advantage of it and i and i have like an inferior space in some ways to have this superior amount of square footage that i couldn't afford if i were to have a superior right, square right. footage you know what i mean so you, you make sacrifices and and I, and I saw the potential for that you know like well if i have this this empty space even if it's crappy space it's better than, you know, having like really nice small space. And so right. I could take jobs like this, which paid the bills for several months, you know. Um, but I, even with that, the, the tables were 30 by 60. Okay. Um, That's, those are big tables. And they were double decker. So there was a bottom <laughs> and a top. So you can't stack them, right? Because right. there's, a, there's a lower level. It was about four inches off the ground. Then the top level was 30 inches off the ground. So you couldn't stack them. So I had these things on their side. And they're all steel welded frames. So there was no. You know, I had them on their sides. I had them on top of each other. It was just like, and then it was, and it was actually like, and I knew this going into it, but it's actually 50 tables, right? Because there's two surfaces. Right, right. So I had to, I had to reclaimed wood, 50 flat surfaces. Like, that's a lot of work to do when you got nothing but hand tools. Cause I don't have, you know, the machinery. I can't just like, you know, like, oh, well, I'll just fire up the, the thing right. that you put the tables in, they come out flat on the other side. You know, I don't know that stuff, you know? <laughs> it was, uh, it was, a, and a, you know, and it was a bulk deal. So they weren't, you know, they weren't retail, you know, there was a, but uh, I mean, it was a great learning experience for what I was capable of, of doing, you know, I remember right. I had to get a bracket manufactured because I, they had to, the way I decided to weld it together is all angle iron. And so I had a bracket made for the corners and I had holes drilled them. And originally I was going to rivet the table together. Okay. And then I realized very quickly that that was going to be, because that was the picture that I was working off of that they liked had rivets, you know, and, and right. I realized that that was not, I was just not going to happen. And so I had these brackets made and I had someone, you know, laser cut them and bent them for me. And then I, um, I welded them. I did like a spot weld through the hole to make it look like a rivet, you know? Right. But right. so then that was like a, you know, like it ended then now you're, you're grinding and you're cleaning and you're wire brushing and, you know, and all this stuff. And, uh, I, I definitely came out smarter on the other end of that. Maybe not rich, but smarter. <laughs> I had uh, not too long ago, somebody asked me about making a bunch of something. And like, I have no experience doing this, blah, blah, blah. What would you suggest? And I said, well, actually, you do have experience. No, I don't. What are you talking about? And they, they turn pens all the time, right? And like Christmas time, mm -hmm. they make 10, 20, 30 pens. I'm like, well, what do you do when you go, you know, when you're 
Christmas time when you're making all these pins for people. Well, you know, I go to Woodcraft and I buy blah, 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 blah. These all these blanks and I get all these kits and I get everything ready. I'm like, it's the same thing no matter what job you take on, how big it is. It's the same thing. Just try and go through that process. What do I need? What tools am I going to need to do it? You know, you need the mandrel if you're going to make mm-hmm. pens. You got to have the, the thing to put the, the, the pen blanks on. You know, you need the, yep. the right size drill bit for the inserts to go in. You need how many kits do you need? So you need the hardware, uh, stock, you know, what are you going to use to cut the pen blanks out? All, so it's the same thing regardless of, of how big it is. So I invite anybody, if you have the opportunity to make more than one of something, try that. Learn how to be a little bit of a production shop yourself. Make three pens at once if you've never done that before. Make a, if you make one table, make two tables. You know, I mean, just try and mm. s- just practice that because it will come in handy later on. It's, I think our buddy um, Ryan Ridgely is is growing fast enough now to where he's running into some of that. I follow him on Instagram. You see, it's like he's getting these bigger jobs now, and it's like you know, like the 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 wall he was going to build. He had to get all these pallets pulled apart, ready to build his pallet wall. Well. That's, that's, you know, Paul Jackman's another one. How do you take these pallets apart in a production type manner? Because you can't, in a way, you can't do them one at a time, but you almost have to. You know, I don't want to have to pull like five or 10 pallets. I lay them all out on the driveway and I get the saw and, you know, I, I, I try and attack them as one giant pallet as opposed to just, you know, do one, then do another one, then do another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Where where I'm lucky too with my space is um the problem with that though is that you get in you get bored. You know? Like you have like twenty pallets to break down, then you have twenty pallets to denail, then you have twenty pallets to run through the planer, then you have twenty pallets you know, and so for me it's like some sometimes I get into that, like uh, you know, like, oh let me see, I, I got this pallet done in seven minutes, let's see if I can get this one done in six, you know. And, um, right. but then 15 pallets in and I still got another 15 ahead of me. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. But then I, <laughs> I go to, I can set up a second station, a denailing station. So I can take a break from the one menial task and do another menial time right. consuming repetitive task. So that I do that a lot. It's kind of like an ADD thing. Like I jump back and forth between two or three like tasks because I'm fortunate enough to have the space to do it. You know, it's, and it's definitely not as efficient, but it keeps me from like going nutty and having to feel like a job. That's good advice. I mean, there's so much to consider when you're talking about taking on a bigger job. So, Mm -hmm. so we're talking about production type work. What about just a project? Either you didn't, you've never made one before. You've, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that look on paper. It's like, I can make that. I've made something similar. And then when you actually start getting ready to build this thing, you realize I have no idea what I'm doing. I mean, I do that on a regular basis, but what about you? Yeah, well, I, I do that on a regular basis as well. Um, I mean, my whole business is kind of built on that. It was me saying, yeah, I can make that. And I would make it. And, you know, like the first couple of years, I ended up, you know, making about $6 an hour if I was lucky. But the amount of hours I put into making it, but then you learn right. how. So the next one you make, you know, faster and, and more efficiently. And and I, I, I get into that, like the efficiency thing and like assembly line. Like I'm always re- – moving my shop around to make it more efficient for the way I'm working. And right. and so it's, it's fun, but I guess you kind of have to, for me, I have to throw myself in. I can't read a book. You know what I mean? I, I, I think even when you do read a book though, and the analogy I'll use for this, um, I worked for a, a Toyota dealership and I ran the service department and you have, we had two journeyman mechanics and you, and you have the guy that just got out of school. Now he's got all the latest information. He's, you know, all the latest technology. He's learned everything in that book. He's torn apart a couple of engines. He's fresh out of school. He's got all that fresh knowledge of all the new stuff. Uh, Toyota had a head gasket campaign 
and it paid 16 hours, basically, regardless of what it was. Toyota was paying for this recall. 16 hours goes of labor goes to the mechanic plus the parts and everything else. Well, these mechanics, had, they're, they, they're journeymen. They know how to do this stuff so well. They were doing four and five of these cars a day, and they're getting paid 16 hours oh, wow. per job. Wow. I mean, they were making bank because they yeah. had done this for so many years. They had they had that one wrench that they bought because it's bent just the right way to reach in behind that one thing and they can get to it. Yep. I mean, they've got a couple of extra heads that they themselves have sent to the shop that they paid for sitting on the shelf so they don't have to wait for parts. They pulled, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So they know what they're doing. They're doing this. This kid is taking almost 20, 25 hours, two days to do a 16-hour job. Mm-hmm. Even though he's got all the fresh, you know what I mean? So there's that experience level too. You may know exactly how to do this. You may know how to make this thing. But that, like you said, that production, that that experience level of, of knowing how to get it done. And then you increase the efficiency. You get faster at it. And even though it only takes you four hours, I'm getting paid 16 hours worth of work. I'm getting paid for and I can do it in four hours, two hours, whatever the case may be. And it. And it translates into one-offs too, because you like right. if you learn those steps, and those, then you can apply that to like, oh, well, I'm making this one coffee table, and and you can. So it's like I have to do this step. I remember when I did it 600 times. It's like a uh, Karate Kid, you know, wax right. on, wax off. You know, exactly. now you know how to do it. You're like, Repetitive. well, I've I've tried it all these different ways. Um, it is a a downside, I think, for guys like you and me because we're in here. You know, like we're always doing stuff new and different. Like I don't like to do the same thing twice. So there's the downside of that is that you don't get really good to where you can do the head gasket swap in four hours. Right. But the upside is is that you get all these other life experiences and you get all these other, you know, it's, like it's, I don't, I don't want to build the same thing over and over again. But I, you know, and like you know, customers are like, hey, can you make another one? This is like, ah, part of me doesn't want to. But then part of me is like, well, I could actually make money on this one because the last one I lost my right. shirt, you know? Well, and not only that, but can you figure out, here's something I do. And I, I did it for Casey salon. Uh, I had to build the three styling stations and they, to the naked eye, they look exactly the same. They're not. And I mm-hmm. did that on purposely. I know there's some details on there that are different that you wouldn't, once I showed them to you, you could see it just to make it a little bit because it's like, Oh man, I, you know what I mean? Um, just one of those things where if, you don't want to get bored. You don't want to be like, ah, oh, whatever. So, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. you, if you get one down and figure it out, it's like tweak a little bit. See if you can hide something, that little imperfection or not even an imperfection, but a nail a hole or something or yeah. something. Yeah. Just a mm-hmm. pattern that's different or whatever on, on the styling stations. I did, uh, some routing with a, uh, like an OG bit on one. And then I use a, a round over on the other. And then I use an inside on the other. You know what I mean? So looking yeah. at all three of them, they look exactly the same. But when you look at the trim on the bottom where the one part is, it's like, Oh yeah. Every one of those has a different router detail. So, yeah. And you know, working with reclaimed, a lot of that just happens because of the nature of the material too. Correct. You know, you find like, um, I mean, some of my favorite, uh, design, cues i'm making air quotes or because something was like there was a like a hole in the wood or something was broken and then you have to work around it and and then you end up with these like happy accidents a la bob ross or you know oh yeah um, yeah i mean uh reclaimed wood is definitely great for having uh, uh vacancies in the wood you know where there's yeah. a little pocket that either a, a bug got in there or there's an old screw that's in there that's rusted away and now you just you're going along with the router or something all of a sudden it dips in it's like what the heck you know you, you yeah. look down it's like <laughs> <laughs> okay, now yeah, how do I turn I that into look like it's on? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. pallet was good. Those for pattern that too. bit routers, man. Those things uh, in reclaim wood do not work well together. 
Because it, take, it takes that little, that little flaw and it makes it huge. Yeah, you, know? you come across a void in the wood, I guess, is the word yep. I'm looking for. Yeah, or what, like what yeah, the you, bottom side's got a chip. What would you advise somebody if, they were, uh, if they're in the middle of a project and the only way to finish it is you got to lose money? You're, you're just going to. Do you cut your losses and, and just say, I'm done and back out and get on to something else? Or would you advise finishing it, even though you might lose a little bit of money or not make as much? Just to get that oh, experience, you, you gotta finish it. Yeah, you that's that's it. what I, I would mean, say too. Unless Absolutely. unless you can't, unless you find it like you can't make it to the quality to where the customer is going to be happy. Like you know, you just it's just above your pay grade. Then maybe you right. want to bow out and give them the money back. But it's all about your name and your reputation. And I always say, you know, people like a lot of times on you know Facebook or some people were like, oh, I made this thing and the guy stiffed me or this, you know, I had to, you know, I lost money on this job and. And I always just think to myself, you know, in two years, you're not going to remember that 500 bucks or that $1,000, right. that 50 bucks, whatever, but you're going to remember that learning experience and you're never going to make that mistake again. But you can't get to that point unless you go through the mistake and you take the mistake to fruition and complete it, you know, you got to uh, go yeah, all the and, way. What, and like you said, the value of, of you know, I, hey, Mr. So-and-so, I'm, I'm sorry, it's going to, I'm going to be late on this. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to cut you mm. a break on the price, blah, blah, blah. It's not going to be, but I am going to finish this for you. And then I'm going to make it even better. I'm going to put that much more effort into making sure that when I hand this thing over to him, I didn't make any money, but he's going to love it. And he's yeah. going to say, you know, I wish you could have gotten it sooner. Like in Phil's case where he's, he does a lot of, uh, like wedding gifts and things like that. Mm. Still go through with it. Take your take your pounding. Take take the damage that the the person might be upset with you. But if you do end up delivering a quality product, they can't say that your work sucked. And that's yeah, right. That's yeah. that means a lot. You know. Yeah, you say it took forever, but man, it was beautiful. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd, I'd rather walk away with that. Um, yeah, yeah. If you're already upside down, you might as well just like keep swimming down. You know, <laughs> maybe <laughs> so you'll find treasure just, down there. Just, you know? just flip over if you're if you're yeah. if you're upside down. Just flip over and, and paddle backwards and enjoy the yeah. scenery. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was like that table. I, I mean, I talked about it for like like 17 episodes of like, oh, well, I'm making this big square table that you know, like I finally finished. And it, it, you know, I just because I I made a couple of mistakes and I had some problems and and it's just like you get to the point where it's like you know what. Like this is probably good enough, but at this point, it's like I'm tearing this apart too. <laughs> just gonna, you know, I was gonna make it perfect. You know, yeah. just gonna make it perfect, and uh, it came out pretty darn close. It was, it came out good at the end. So I, I guess not, it was worth it. Yeah, I've not met anybody who's ever been happy by giving somebody else crappy work. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. In fact, most yeah. often you give somebody the best you can do. It's better than they expected, and you're still punishing yourself by going. You know, I probably could have done that a little bit better. That's usually yeah. the way it is. As opposed to the yeah. opposite, it's like you know what I got. I got this guy to buy a piece of crap for me. I'm so happy about that. Nobody. Does that. <laughs> at least, at least I don't want to know anybody that does that. Yeah, no, I don't want to know anyone that does that. I mean, I, I've definitely, I've definitely made things and sent them off where I'm like, yeah, that, I mean, like you said, almost everything. I, I kind of have that. Yeah, that could have been better, you know. But that's, I, I mean, I, I know I said that before on the podcast too. I got that was when I was playing music. I used to tell my wife like, oh, I picture myself dying by walking off the stage of a gig going, oh, I could have done that better. And then, just, you know, because I'm always looking to, <laughs> like, I don't think I'm ever going to be like, yep, that's it. I've reached, I've reached my pinnacle. <laughs> you know, this is it. Can't get better than this. Thank you. Good night. Who wants to be there? You know, there's always something you can so, do, you know. What about, okay, so we've talked about the production part of it. We've talked about getting in the middle of a project, realizing you're going to I mean, take a dump. Can I just, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just want to say, do you notice how, flowing and conversational right? this podcast right? is What's going different? right now what, what is i don't know what it is different? i can't put my finger on it 
But there's something about this podcast is no interruptions. You don't hear Sean Connery every once in a you know, I don't know. It's just going I, really well. I, 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 you know, I, I think we should just keep with the flow because if we try and figure it out, a lot of times <laughs> when you figure something out, it takes the mystery <laughs> away and, and then it's ruined. So, yeah, yeah um, you know. So, you're, you're, you take a job. You say, yeah, I can do this. <clears throat> but before you even start it, before you even source the material, <clears throat> that's when you realize you've bitten off more than you can chew. What do you do in that case? Because you kind of promised it's going to get done, but you know going in, this is screwed. How how can you, what can you do to overcome some of that and take some of the bite out? You know what I mean? Well, that that might be like our favorite thing to talk about, about managing expectations. Um, right. And I, I guess that's like where I started the podcast off with the story of like those like 80 tables. And I was just like, oh, right. you know what? I realized that I am one guy and I can't do this. Uh, and I realized it quick enough to where it worked out for everyone and no one was upset about it, you know, um, because there's plenty of other production shops that would happily take that job, you know, but, um, uh, yeah, that was, that was the case where I, like I bowed out. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's, you know, I'm a problem solver. Like that's, I, I like to solve problems and I'm actually in a situation right now that's a little unrelated, but, um, do you remember the. Uh, the, the, you know, I made all those pinball desks a few years yes. ago. Um, the, the last one I made, uh, was very strange. It was like a strange setup. Um, and it was a, this customer, um, and she had these very specific needs and, uh, you know, and it was, she wanted a lot of weird things and, and she right, had like, she's that, like, well, yeah. the monitor, you know, the monitor has to be this high and I want a keyboard tray here and I want this space here and I have to have drawers that are exactly this size and. And, and I want it to be cool and fun and artsy. And so, you know, you have like, it's form and function, the battle, you know, it's like, and, uh, so basically it's like the more pinball machine you have, the less function you have in a desk. That's kind of how it works, you know? So it was, it was a, you know, a battle, but we, I ended up creating what she asked for and she's been happy with it for a couple of years now, but she's, she's actually living not too far away in Connecticut right now. Um, and, uh, she's like, you know what, there's, it's too small. Like it just, it doesn't work. She's like, I want to do something different. And so we're talking about maybe modifying it. I've been going back and forth. And then she's talking about, uh, basically she's trying to put, you know, 10 pounds of stuff in a five pound bucket, like, you know, right. You know, and, um, and so we've been going back and forth via email. So basically I'm going to make her another desk, um, or three. (laughs) 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 Um, and it's the same kind of thing. And it's like, and I kind of realized that, you know, I mean, I was happy with the desk. It was a cool piece, but I understand. And she's not unhappy with my work, you know, cause I gave her what she asked for. She's just realizing now that what she asked for, it doesn't, isn't what she needs, you know? So I don't want to make, I don't want to have that happen for her again. You know what I mean? Um, so we're, you know, I'm, I I basically, I keep drawing sketches. I'm like, let's just take the pinball machine out of the equation. Let's just take, how does this desk work for you? And I draw a sketch up thing. Like it does this, this, and this, and it has this. And, you know, and she'd be like, okay, well, I need more of that and less of this. And, and it's very specific requirements. And there's some, uh, some handicap issues involved. Okay. Um, so you have, you know, like chairs and stuff and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm banging my head against the wall on it, but I think it would be really easy for me to just say, I can't do what you're looking for. And it would probably be the, the, the wise decision to make almost because it's like, it's almost like destined for failure. But then there's two things going on. One is that there's a part of me that does, just doesn't want to take no for an answer. There's a part of me that just like, wants to solve every problem. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other part of me that thinks like, if I don't do this for this woman, no one else is going to, 
No one else is going to get this far in the conversation. So I would like to think that someone would do that for me if I needed it. You know, someone would take the time. And so, so I was like, well, I guess I'm not making money this year. <laughs> into one of those. It's like, okay, another year. I'm not making any money. That's fine. But, um, but I'm going to, I'm going to find a solution for this. Um, so that's what I do. I guess I, 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 uh, I get stubborn. I'm a Taurus. I, I put my head down and I keep pushing against the wall. Well, you know, another option, you might be able to apply it to this situation, but another option, when you do take on something, you agree to it, and then you realize that I can't get it done. Don't be afraid, and I've done this before, and I know other makers that have done it. Don't be afraid to outsource parts of it if you have to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or even, you know what I mean? It's like, you know what? I was going to, I was going to do all this by hand or whatever, but I'm going to take this to the shop, a machine shop. I'm going to have them fabricate the, you know, like you did the, the brackets on all those tables you did. Yeah. Don't be afraid to, to get help, to outsource, to maybe have part of it built by somebody else, or to, or to even, I can't do this for you, but I know somebody who can. You know, make I've done I've done that many times. Right. Yeah, and I I love that we have this community online now where we can know each oh, other and see each other's strengths and weaknesses. And I want I want to speak to that really quick and and to to give a shout out, but it's to Jimmy, so it's okay. Uh, Jimmy did his latest vlog, and if you haven't watched it yet, check out his. Uh, he did a little like an interview with Laura Kampf. And they touched on the community itself and how they believe, both of them, that we really are at the beginning of this ride. You know, whether it's uh, the community itself, whether it be through YouTube or whatever content creation, but the community. And I mean, I was like ready to start balling. I was like the most amazing thing I've heard two people that I admire so much ever say. But they just talked about this community and how different it is and almost every other thing out there because we do nothing but lift each other up. We're there for each other. A guy like me has got a podcast with a guy like you. I can call Jimmy on the phone if I want. You know what I mean? It's like, where else on the planet? What other kind of community? I don't think game players. I don't think, uh, uh, I can't even think of different community, you know, fishermen, you know, huntsmen, whatever. It's not like that. This community is awesome. I just wanted to say that. Yeah. A couple of big uh, makers that agree. I, yeah, absolutely. I um, I didn't see that video yet because Jimmy's other video was just another CNC signed video, so I just stopped watching his channel and subscribed. But um, <laughs> <laughs> now I yeah I haven't watched it yet, but I did watch the the CNC signed one. I liked it. <laughs> it's but it's 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 weird. I think the uh, part of this biting off more than you can chew. What we've accomplished with this community is a lot of that is taken away because. We, it's not just what I know and what you know. It's now what tens of thousands, yeah. if not hundreds of thousands of people that, you know, we associate with in our immediate maker community that we can get yeah. all this knowledge from. It just goes you know, deep. It's very deep. Our knowledge. Yeah. That is, that's a good point. And like, like as this desk that I'm designing right now, it's, uh, it's, it's probably going to end up being basically casework, you know, like, like plywood construction and right, right. cabinet, cabinet making type stuff. And I don't, never really done that i don't have a lot of experience with that but that's not even like a concern for me because i right. know in a couple hours on youtube i can know enough based on the, my experiences and what i know and the tooling i have i know in a couple hours on youtube i can know how to make these the, these joints and these these types of configurations you know that i haven't done before it's like i yeah, know it's there it's um yeah like i said the the knowledge base that's out there is is at the fingertips plus just being able to reach out to people too uh mm. it's amazing uh a friend of casey's um, a uh, client of hers who's also a maker, um, Joy Parker, and I know she listens. Hi, Joy. She Hi, met Joy. she met Andy a couple years at Maker Fair, and 
this is this is the the neat part of this. She's trying to do a cabinet like you were talking about. Uh, Casey just told me this like yesterday. So did you know that Joy and Andy are, are, have been communicating for a while back and forth? I'm like, yeah, how'd that happen? Well, Joy's trying to build this cabinet and, and she's like reached out and Andy, she thought Andy knew a little bit about carpentry. <laughs> and Andy yeah. spent like, she called him to get, or she texted him to get some advice and he's like, you know what? Why don't we just talk on the phone? And they ended up, I guess, talk for like three hours and he walked her through all these different design ideas and, and ways to go hmm. about building this cabinet. Uh, so just, he might be a good source for you. I know you've reached out to him before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's it's it is interesting, and I and I do think it is unique to this community, and I think it's unique to this community because of the type of people that are here. The, they're right. all, we're we're all the people that are problem solvers, and we're all people that don't just follow follow things. You know, I mean, we we do our own thing. We're like yeah. we're all the people that go like, oh, I could make that instead of instead of buying it. You know, <laughs> whether it's reclaimed or not, it's just like they're like, I'm not buying that. I'll just make my own. You know. Uh, so there's that sort of pioneer spirit that's, you know, alive here. Well, yeah, it really helps when you think that you've, you know, again, bitten off more than you can chew or you, this is something that seems it's just too big to handle. Mm. Uh, you've got a lot of support. I know this because of my daughter's name. But did you know that the aspen tree is the largest living organism on the planet because the root system spreads out so when you see a grove of aspens they're all one organism because they're connected through their roots and that's what this maker community is like you know what i mean interesting yeah i got i got a i got a guitarist and a musician and a maker in front of me and i also know a cabinet maker over here and i know a, a expert welder over there and i you know so what i don't know is out there so even though yeah. i've bitten off more than i can chew there's a lot of other people out there with big mouths that can help me swallow this sucker up yeah yeah absolutely Absolutely. It's, uh, it is very neat and it's, it's, it makes it so much easier to, to just kind of go out and continue to, to, I mean, it, like everything that, you know, like look at what you're doing now compared to what yeah. you were doing, you know, four years ago, exactly. three years ago, exactly. you know, and, uh, and you know, the, because of all those outside influences, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and, and it, it does, it does feel like that if you, like you said, if you, if you buy a more and you can shoot, you know, that there's, there's help, maybe not physical help right in the room, but. At least even just moral support, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's out there. It's out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Very cool. All right. We we drifted a little bit, but not too, too bad. Um, you know, fortunately, Phil wasn't here to screw us up. So. That wasn't drifting. <laughs> that was that was um, expanding. Expanding. Expa- expansion. Yes. Expansion. I've been doing that lately with my waist size. Yeah. 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 That's, well, you're a maker, you know, you're making something. I'm making a lot of it. Let me tell you. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Talk about a production. Jeez. You still getting to the gym every week or a couple times a week or? Uh, three times a week. Uh, we haven't lately. Casey's been uber busy at work. Um, and I have as well. And she was sick for a while. And it seems to be that going around. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, that is a, that is a routine that we try and stick with. So basically she goes to the gym like eight days a week and then three days of the week I go to the gym with her and that gives her like a break because I work out very little compared to her. So that's her light yeah. days when I go with her, you know. Right. She just kind of hangs out and makes fun of you. Basically, yeah. <laughs> she can outlift me, outrun me, uh, pretty much anything better than I can. But darned if I don't look good in my shorts. Okay, I don't want to know. Oh, um, yeah. Okay, well, I, th- I think we could probably wrap this one up. Um, Phil, 
What have you been watching? Oh, nothing. That's right, because you've been off more than you can chew, and you don't have time to have a social life. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Bill, what what have you been watching lately? What have you been listening to? Um, you know, I, I just came across something. It, it kind of rolls right in with what we're talking about. Uh, Rich McNatt, he's been a part of the maker community for a while, and he's got a small channel, uh, about 3,500 subs. Um, he does a lot. He knows a lot about a lot of things, and he's very... Uh, willing to give that out. He's a huge community support person. When I first got, and he does a lot of, most of his videos are about stuff on the lathe and he's just awesome at it. He's like a Carl Jacobson type. He's mm-hmm. really good on the lathe. But he said something on his latest video. He used a, uh, I forgot what he titled it, but it was uh, making something out of pine. But he started off, as soon as the video starts, he's all, you know, lately, everything I've touched, I've destroyed. So you know what? I'm going to reset and I'm going to put something in the lathe that I don't care about. Piece of pine. No big deal. Hmm. And I'm just going to attack that and not have to worry about it. That's going to help me reset. And you you bite off more than you can chew. You go at it a bunch of times. You can't figure it out. Maybe do something like that. Step back. Try try it with a material that you you don't care if you destroy or not. And sure enough, if you don't end up not only not destroying that material that you don't care about, but you just get over that weird hump. And, uh, you know, so check out Rich McNatt. If you want to know anything about the lathe, watch his videos. He's a good guy. He's a great uh, member of the maker community. And ironically, he just uh, did a little bit of a um, controversial post online about some of his favorite podcasts and how he's getting a little tired of people uh, talking about Patreon and this, this, and that. He just wants to hear the meat. He's tired of that. But I don't care. We still love you, Rich. So there's that. <laughs> um, uh, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stall before I go to my thing because you made me want to mention, um, and I think about this a lot, like recess. Uh, I feel like it, I was just I'm talking out. about it today. I was just talking about it today with uh, my, my buddy Todd. Um, about taking that taking that break and uh, and and finding fun in your job and how rare that is that people can do that or, or to where you can just do something that's just for you like it sounds like um was it rich you said rich, rich. yeah yeah um you know like that like that uh to just go out and just do something that was what my Star Trek badge was I was like you know what I'm just gonna spend a day playing because playing is how you learn right. you know and that that's it is very important i think everybody at every everybody if you have an office job you should go to your boss tomorrow and demand recess every day <laughs> i don't what well, could possibly go wrong you know they're they're starting to incorporate that if you think about it, i know uh facebook is not far from me um google all of those types of things they're complex apple these these they, what they've learned is everything you need in the world they have at work. So if yeah. you need daycare, it's there. If you need food, it's there. They got apartments, places where you can take a break, take yep. a rest, because that's how important that is, how vital it is. When you're, if, if you're in the shop and you, and you feel like you've just, you know, you're overwhelmed or bitten off more than you can chew, don't forget to take that break. Step away from it. Maybe go, yeah. go buy an ice cream. Go do what you got to so, do. Sometimes that half hour nap, that 20 minute nap makes you more productive than like that. Oh, oh I got to keep working for another 20 minutes. You yeah. Know? You'll yeah. end up being a lot more efficient and productive. So yeah, good, yeah. good to bring that up. And, and the, the other thing uh, I want to, to kind of go back to our topic a little bit before my thing is that, you know, we talk about this this maker community and about how, you know, we feel like there's always people that got our back and there's always sources to learn from and this, this connection and this sharing of knowledge. And maybe it wasn't always like that. Maybe it's a new thing because I know that there used to be that sort of like, well, I got to keep my trade secrets kind of attitude in a lot of places. But it's not just online. I wanted to just mention um, 
my buddy Tad, who does not listen to this podcast, who's the guy that that manufactures my squares. Right. Um, I, I was just in his shop. You know, there's this sheet metal shop, you know, machine shop that his uh, father had started. He took over. Um, and he does, he's not on YouTube. He doesn't have an Instagram account. He doesn't, he maybe, yeah, he has a business email. I think that's about it, you know? <laughs> and uh, so he's just not a part of that at all. But he is. Every time I go to a shop, we end up like, like kind of BSing a little bit and swapping secrets. And he t- explains something to me. And he's like, oh, well, like this. And he pulls out, oh, this stare at this. And we talk about it. And next thing you know, like like 30 minutes have gone by. And we're both like, what the heck are we doing? We have like all this work to do. Like the conversation started with how busy we are today. 30 minutes and we're still talking about how busy we are, but we're swapping stories. And uh, so it isn't just online. It's it's all around you. Like it, make those connections and you're going to find like, you're going to learn and you're going to, and you're going to see, find your, you have a support group right in your neighborhood, maybe. Yeah. You know? I, I would hope that people would take, um, when we say the maker community, the online aspect is just an extension of the actual mm. people that are really out yeah. there. Cause, uh, most, most folks, I think, know other makers now. That's one thing that online has allowed us to do is actually make real time connections with people, find people that are local to us. And if you're not doing that, you should be because it's available. Find out who's nearby. What makers do you know that live close enough? Go spend that time with them, uh, uh, get to know them. So yeah, the community is everybody out there in real time as well as in, because I'm not even sure if you're real, to be honest. I don't know. Well, yeah, the fact that I have to interact with you is just a byproduct of it really, but I do use the internet for local interaction that's <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking more like max headroom you remember that oh yeah 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 i'm i'm old enough to remember that but uh you know because it, it's it's not it's not competition like no. makers in your neighbor they're not it's just there's enough work for everybody don't think of it that way lift everybody lift each other up not compete well, that's, you know? that, again that's what's yeah. weird about this community whether it's online or in person it's just it's just so uplifting it, possibly unique yeah 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 very unique I, i'm not in any other really community so okay what am i watching <laughs> oh yeah what are you watching i, I well i i want to mention a podcast um reclaimed audio yep you should probably listen to that and uh also lexicon valley podcast uh is uh this this guy, he's like a linguist and he studies language and the evolution of it. And so basically the whole premise of the podcast is if you want to know what's going to happen in English language and how it's evolving and growing, listen to young girls, like teenage girls. Because <laughs> they are they are the people that create the language that we will all be speaking in the future. Is kind of the but so he just goes into it. He's like, Oh, you know, my teenage daughter came out and said this to me. And then thirty minutes later you're like, Oh yeah, it makes perfect sense. I get it. I'm gonna start using it now. Like, it's kind of interesting. Sense. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, I saw the guy in a Ted talk and I, and I liked him and uh, so I checked out his podcast, but, uh, but the, the link that we're going to include is for, these are two channels that I've mentioned before, like peanut butter and chocolate perfect together. <laughs> um, Kirsten Dirksen has a channel. It's just under her name where she goes around, she tours people's homes that are like micro living or alternatively living. And she shows their lifestyles and, and she's lately started branching onto some other areas of that as well. And this week's video that she put out, she visits Thomas Dambo, who is like my favorite artist. He was one of the very first people I mentioned on this podcast to go watch his YouTube channel. He's a small channel. He doesn't put a lot on it, but he's an artist in, um, Ah, uh, the Netherlands, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, f- I forget which country up there, but um, he he just so he's a reclaimer guy. He has a he has a three wheeled bicycle, a pedal bike with like a big pickup truck bed on the back. He rides around the city. He picks up trash, and he just makes amazing amazing things. And uh, and he doesn't have a ton on his on his YouTube channel, but so if you watch this this Kirsten Dirksen video. You can see it's like a half hour long documentary about him, basically, and his work, and it shows his his 
massive body of work. I mean, um, multiple stories tall, like gnomes and stuff out in the woods <laughs> made of pallet wood that you can climb inside like tree. He has all these like hidden and they're like, seriously like 20, 30 feet tall. Wow. And, he, and the, and uh, he made this whole Christmas village out of trash one year, and people could go in and make Christmas gifts out of trash and walk out. Like kids had these craft buildings all made out of pallets and umbrellas and stuff. He goes around and he hangs up um, stealth birdhouses all around town. <laughs> so he, he makes birdhouses. He's made like a couple thousand birdhouses, and um, and he and he goes to a site with his little pickup truck bicycle, and he'll paint the birdhouse to camouflage into the building. That he's not allowed to hang the birdhouse on, hang <laughs> the birdhouse on it. It's just, just brilliant, brilliant upcycling one hundred and one. That just reminded me real quick when I lived in Berkeley, and of course it was in Berkeley, California. Yeah. Somebody, and they found it was a lady. She was an artist, but somebody was going around and, and knitting, crocheting these cozies and putting them on uh, signposts and like fire hydrants and then knitting, sewing them together. So it looked, you couldn't get them off. I heard about her. I heard an yes. interview with her. Yes. She's yeah. huge. She's, she does stuff in like Europe and everything in Asia. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she was doing that in Berkeley and, I'm, and Casey yeah. and I would go for our bike rides and we'd look down. It's like, oh, there's a cozy and you look at it. It's like, she had to have done it stealthily because you do the base part of it, I would assume. And then she's got to go in there and sew it together. Yeah, so it looks like it it's one. Up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard a whole interview with her on NPR or something. She was awesome. I forget her name. That's hilarious. I can't I just, believe you've seen that. Yeah, yeah. She I got hired there. to like. I live there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She got hired to, like to do uh, art, like, and I, I forget where it was. But she had some big thing. She like stitched up a building or something. I don't know what it was. But, <laughs> but it was awesome. Okay. Um, due to the magic of editing, before Phil bugged out, we had Phil do the closing credits because there's a lot of words that I didn't want to say. So we're gonna cut to that now. And yeah. That's it. We already said goodbye there, so we can say goodbye again if you want. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to miss you. I don't. I, what's his name? Phil. Ah, whatever. But okay. um, yeah, I'll just push the button. Okay. Sounds good. <clears throat> okay. Well, that was that was a fantastic episode. I I think we really <laughs> we really your contributions out that topic, and I feel confident Phil? that we wow. You know, we we really I think uh, put to bed that topic. So I, I finally um, understand now what it means to have you on the show, Phil. It truly, yeah, this, I mean, we got this is my eyes are open wide. This is what we do. This is how we do boys. And I feel like so, I know the um, full, the true meaning of Christmas and Hanukkah now. Like, I really yeah, feel like I right. understand the true meaning of the, both of those holidays. That's right. And, and Tim, your saw is kosher. now three times size, three times bigger. <laughs> yeah. My heart is three um, times smaller. What? Three. T- I don't know what I'm saying anymore. On uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com, now shipping inventory. WilliamLutz.com. Thank you to Justin Sparks for that, who, who's done a tremendous job of encapsulating all things, many, many things that are William Lutz. And I'm sure he's going to have to add some things to it now that uh, Bill is ramping up his production work. TimSway.net. There's a couple of things on there that are about Tim. Thank you to Jason Payne for that. And and I'm gonna add uh, newperspectivesmusic.com is another website that I am building right now to to, to be exclusively for my guitar work and whatnot and my instruments. So that's you can go to newperspectivesmusic.com and see how little I have up there right now. That's crazy. I was gonna call mine old perspectives guitars. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's the just, perfect that's pairing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Will there be a link to newperspectivesmusic.com from timsway.net? Already is. Well, wow. there, oh, there you go. There you go. You win. Guys, contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. 
info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio. Um, iTunes, leave us those reviews. We love getting them. We love hearing what you really think as long as there's a five-star review next to it. And uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimed audio, the, the literally the absolute best way to make sure I never forget my laptop charging cable um, and, and help us continue doing this tremendous podcast. Yes, so nope. say we all. So say Amen. we all. And on that note, uh, thanks very much, guys, and have a great week. Bye, everybody. Be good.